What companies deserve your hard-earned dollar? Which would you want to work for? How can you know if they share your values? Just ask us. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks who really means business in supporting workers, customers, communities, the environment, and shareholders. We measure progress, track success, and help them be better. When you see the Just Capital seal, you know what's real because just business is better business. Visit justcapital.com to learn who makes your dollar count. We've got a, a guest on. He's the president of the Texas Nationalist Movement. He's actually in Memphis recently at the Freedom Fest, and he joins us now, Daniel Miller. Daniel, thanks for joining us. How are you doing? I'm doing good. It's good to talk to you again. Daniel, uh, in fact, we were so excited that you were coming on. We have a good friend of ours, Dr. Sherry Hopper, who is a government teacher at a local private school here because she's very interested in what you have to say about this. So give us the 101. Give us the elevator speech on the Texas Nationalist Movement. Sure. So the organization was founded in 2005 to secure the political, cultural, and economic independence of Texas. And so for us, Texas becoming independent is the goal. Uh, Texas is the process that gets us there. And uh, I got to say, Tim, we're closer than we've ever been. Why do you and and other folks uh, that are in this movement want to leave Texas? And can you quantify when you say we're closer than ever? How are you closer than ever? Yeah, I mean, look, the, the reasons are myriad, right? I mean, there. I mean, if you you look right now at the relationship between Texas and the federal government, it's it's as broken as it's ever been, and it and it's obviously irreparable. But you know, the the thing that we talk to people about uh, that we've been engaging voters on uh, is we just have them simply look at it like this: if Texas was already like two hundred other self governing independent nations around the world, and we had control over our own border and immigration policy. Uh, we had our own currency and monetary policy, our own military and defense policy, you know, all the things that countries around the world have. And instead of talking about Texas, we were talking about whether or not we would join the union. Knowing everything we know about the federal government right now, would we vote to join? And if you wouldn't vote to join, then why would you tolerate staying one moment longer than you had to? So, um, you know, whether it's, you know, the border policy, taxation policy across a whole host of things, uh, Texans have increasingly shown their support for us to reassert our status as an independent nation. Um, you know, that culminated, I think, probably the bombshell last summer in the Survey USA poll that showed 60% of Texas voters and 66% of likely voters would vote yes if it was on a ballot. Oh. So, in yeah, I mean, it's it, it was massive. It was a bombshell. Survey USA is no slouch. They're ranked the number one most accurate political pollster in the country. So, um, Bottom line is, in June, Texas is not an initiative and referendum state, okay? And so we've had the last two sessions, we've had the Texas Independence Referendum Act filed that would give Texans a statewide vote on the Texas issue, uh, which is, if you understand the Texas legislature, is no small feat. Um, but because it stagnated in the last session, what we wanted to do was get it on a ballot, any ballot. And so there is a narrow exception to citizen initiative that allows voters by petition to place a question on a party's primary ballot. And so we launched a petition campaign in June to place this question on the ballot, the Republican primary ballot this coming March. Uh, and we announced over the weekend that we had collected uh, well over enough signatures to qualify it to be on the ballot. So uh, wow. we're close. And I think when it comes time for the submission of the petition on Monday, uh, we're going to come in 30% over the mark. Nice. Are you ready for hard-hitting observations? 
She is the least credible person I may have ever seen on camera. The Ben Shapiro Show brings you all the news you need to know in America today. Guys, not everything is 40 chess. Why can't we just laugh? Ben breaks down the culture and never gives an inch. We all know I'm the number one rapper in the world thanks to Facts by Tom McDonald. The Ben Shapiro Show on YouTube or wherever you listen. Okay, so I'm going to tell you, you probably, as government teacher, you probably know where I'm going. So I hope you're ready. <laughs> First of all, I understand. I, I, looking at everything that's going on, I totally get where you're coming from and sympathize with the people of Texas. Uh, and I mean, I get it. But how are you getting around Texas versus white? Where that said that, uh, you, these, that you can't, that you cannot, even if the Texas legislature says, yes, we're going to do this, you can't do it. Because Scalia even mentioned it in 2006. He said, if anything, that the Civil War, uh, you know, just confirmed is you cannot leave the union. So how are you getting around that? Yeah, notice it's interesting that Scalia, now, first off, just so everyone understands, Scalia was not saying that in the context of a judicial decision. He, he was responding to a question from a potential screenwriter mm-hmm. uh, that wanted to make a movie, right? So right. Th- this is not a legal decision. Right. But you know, notice that Scalia did not make the argument that Texas versus White prevented it. He said the Civil War did. He made the he might, might is greater than right argument, Okay. Um, but one of the things that, that I think is, is quite interesting about this, particularly with Texas versus white, is people who say that Texas versus white says states can't leave have probably never actually read it because, in, indeed, in Texas versus white, Chase makes the argument. He says it is an indissoluble union comprised of indestructible states, but then goes on to prescribe at least two mechanisms under which states can withdraw from the union. Uh, he, he says revolution or by consent of the states. So you look at his dicta because that's essentially what it was that the Supreme Court case was commentary. Uh, he, he's it's self contradictory, but you also have to understand that Chase made the argument based on his reading of the preamble to the Constitution and made this spurious legal argument to support it that somehow the Constitution is effectively an amending instrument of the Articles of Confederation. And as a government teacher. Uh, I guarantee you're probably not teaching your students that we somehow still live under the Articles of Confederation. Oh, no. But, <laughs> no, no. We do talk about how it nope. failed. No. <laughs> right. And so, and so, you know, that was his argument. He connects back to the Articles of Confederation and says the preamble says to form a more perfect union. And so, therefore, it means it's perpetual. But what happened is the world kept turning. The court kept meeting, and then there was a case in the 1920s called Jacobson v. Massachusetts, uh, which was ostensibly about uh, state forcing vaccinations on people, right? Well, uh, we've never but, heard of that before, <laughs> Daniel. <laughs> Here's what no one ever talked about Jacobson v. Massachusetts until the COVID thing broke, right? But here, here was the takeaway. Here was the court's decision. It said that the federal government can derive no powers from the preamble unless explicit in the document itself. So essentially, Jacobson v. Massachusetts, in a way, uh, overturned Chase's decision in Texas v. White. So uh, at the end of the day, Texas versus White is, is better than Judas Iscariot. Wow. Okay, well done. I'll All give right. you 100 for that. Nicely done, Daniel. 
Afford Anything is a podcast that teaches you how to be smart with your money. As a small business, you don't have the resources to pay the level of overhead and for the level of services that a Fortune 500 company could afford. So I certainly understand why, if you want to offer benefits, the providers of that, that that fee is going to be higher because there's more account management per employee. Make smarter choices and build a better life. Afford Anything, wherever you listen.